Welcome to the web of tomorrow, where all the points don't matter, and <laughs> I, f I freaked out. That's, uh, who's That's whose line is it anyway? anyway. Welcome to the web of tomorrow. Today we're going to be talking about CMSs. Adam, where the heck does CMS come from? What what is it, or what does it stand for, or what do you mean? Yeah, where, where did they come up with the name CMS, and what does it stand for? Okay, yeah, well, it just it just means content management system. So oh, it's okay. just it's just like a place on the web where you can log in and manage your content. So, like, if it's a blog, you can log in and type in a new blog post. Is Blogger, does that count as a content management system? I would, I would count it. Would you count it? Yeah. I wonder if it, like, if it technically is, because I never actually thought about that. Because WordPress is a huge content management system, and, you know, it's, one of its primary things is used for is blogging. Yeah. So you, actually, let's talk about two ways you can wor use WordPress. Okay. So, because it can be kind of confusing. You can go to WordPress.com, and you can create a, a site for free. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know if it's a, if they use a subdomain, like myblog.wordpress.com, or maybe it's wordpress.com slash myblog. But either way, it's it's the domain is going to be on wordpress.com. You don't get to use a custom domain. Right. And then there is actually the other way where you can yeah. actually... You go to wordpress.org, yeah. and you can download the WordPress code and upload it to your own site. And that's actually what I do with the several projects that I'm working on with my company. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really common to use WordPress. And it's great. Uh, there's actually a lot of really great use case with that, especially if you're, it can range from really junior to completely unknowledgeable of how to build a website. And in that case, you know, you probably won't be using some of the other functions of WordPress because you can actually dive in and manipulate the CSS and change it to kind of look how you want to. You can use jQuery, that library that we talked about on Tuesday. Uh, so you can do all these sort of things with it, but if you're not knowledgeable, you can actually just jump into WordPress and you can have something that looks like an awesome website built for you basically so there's basically two ways with wordpress that you can customize your site like one is themes like you were talking about it completely changes how it looks so you can go and search and install a free theme or you can buy a theme and then there's plugins and plugins usually change the behavior so it could hmm. be it could be like a real estate plugin that makes your website an entire real estate website or it could be a shopping cart plugin that adds a shopping cart or something simple that like adds a countdown widget or something. Oh yeah, oh, interesting. And those and those things are so basically what they're doing for you is all the JavaScript. You know that's probably the biggest thing that they're doing for you. Is yeah, that but they also can be have code that runs in the back end. The WordPress core is written in PHP. PHP, so any of your plugin stuff uses PHP, and then the database is MySQL. Oh okay, and I know a little bit about MySQL. It's a fairly common database language. Yeah. Uh, other ones that are becoming a little, a little bit more popular are like MongoDB. 
And, uh, and, and those we probably won't touch on a whole lot here just because they're right. a lot more back-endy stuff. Although Meteor uses Mongo, so we might talk about it a little bit if we talk about Meteor. Oh, yeah. Meteor, you were telling me a little bit about that behind the mic, as you might say. <laughs> when the mic was down, yeah. uh, you are telling me about how cool Meteor is. Um, some other ones that you guys might be familiar with are Squarespace, right? Yeah. That's a really simple, beautiful, easy to use, and honestly, that's what I would recommend to your non-technical friends to use. Oh, you didn't silence your cell phone. I know, dang it. All right, hold on a second. Okay. Okay, we're good. <laughs> what are we talking about? We're talking about the Squarespace. Square, oh, yeah, Squarespace. Squarespace, yeah, how awesome it is because it's really easy to use for anyone. But I don't think you can really screw it up. I think it's going to look beautiful. Because Squarespace is known for being really, really streamlined, really simple, but still really modern and really pretty. Yeah, I used to not recommend Squarespace because they were using Flash for the websites. Mm. And I don't think they were responsive either. Huh. And so I just couldn't recommend it. But then when they switched to HTML5 and responsive layouts... It's really legit. Yeah, and I and I actually use Squarespace as well for a few projects that I'm, I'm doing, and uh, I love it. It's I mean, and you've you got just, like shopping carts built in and stuff like that too, right? Yeah. Well, in our case, we don't, but uh, you can, and it's it's just great. We I use it mostly for a blog that I write, and it's. Uh, yeah, it's really quick. It's really easy. You can do all of your SEO type stuff in there. Um, yeah, I really like that one. And then, so there was one other one that we were talking about before we started recording. Uh, what was it called? Jekyll. Jekyll, that's right. Actually, you know what? Before we get to Jekyll, I want to mention another one I just thought of. Oh, okay. Which is called Ghost. Ghost. Now we're getting into... Horror fiction. Or next, the next one's going to be called Dracula yeah. and Frankenstein, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Ghost is pretty cool. It's it uses a database just like a normal CMS, but uh, when you log in, you you write your post using Markdown. Hmm. So have you heard of Markdown? I'm not. I'm not sure. Go into it. Explain it to me, and maybe I'll, so I'll remember. One of the things I don't like so much about WordPress is that when you go in and write your post to your page. They've got this rich text editor that you can use. It's supposed to be really easy for people, but behind the scenes, it's actually generating HTML, and it may not be like very good HTML. Mm-hmm. Or you can just go straight into the HTML view and write the HTML yourself. And so that can just be a little bit overcomplicated. But with Markdown, it's just plain text, so n- there's none of this, you know, um, there's no no tools for bolding things or italicizing things. Mm-hmm. You just write plain text. And if you want to bold it or italicize it, you just surround that text with asterisk or double asterisks. Hmm, okay. And if you want something to be a header, you just start that line with a hashtag, and it becomes a header. Interesting. So it doesn't even actually use... Because technically, I guess, like in something like Blogger, you could go into and use plain text and, uh, and do some of those things that you'd want to, like you typically do with uh, HTML and maybe even a little bit of CSS. But uh, what you're saying is they use their own kind of system, right? Yeah, well, this is kind of a universal system used by a lot of different things. Oh, okay. It's this, Markdown's the same thing you would use to write your README for a GitHub re- repository. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I have yeah. seen this. If you want to yeah. list things out in an unordered list, you just start it all with um, asterisks on each line. 
Ah, okay. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. I've seen that a lot. That's pretty cool. And so, and then what's, what's so cool about Jekyll? So Jekyll also uses Markdown, but what's so cool about it is that it doesn't have a database. You just write, you write each post or each page in its own file. And so that makes it really easy to back up because yeah. it's just a folder of files. Hmm. And, and since it's a folder of just plain text files, you can also version control it. And so you can version control this blog, host it, uh, put it up on GitHub. And what's also really cool about it is if you put it up on GitHub, then GitHub, so what happens is you have these posts in plain text files instead of a database, and then you run a command, and it generates a website for you. But if you host it on GitHub, they'll do that for you automatically. Right. And they'll host the website for you automatic for free. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. So, and if I remember right, it's actually something that we're using in for our website. Right. Yeah, the Web of Tomorrow podcast website using Jekyll hosted on GitHub Pages. So we we can just go in, make an edit, push uh, push our commit to GitHub, and then it's live on our website. And GitHub is something that we haven't really talked about yet, and yeah. we will talk about. So some of those that lingo that we just probably used won't make a, a, a ton of sense, but it's something that you will become very familiar with because Git and GitHub is crazily, it's it's used. It's just like your most common tool, and it's something that we're using to collaborate on our website. So if, like for example, Adam wants me to work on a certain section of the website, then I can without you know, accidentally saving over something he's done. or And that's probably one of the biggest use cases. Yeah, GitHub. and a cool thing about it is I can see what you changed, when you changed, you know, ex- exactly what you did. Whereas with WordPress, if you logged in and made a change, I would never know. The most common advice that was given to me as I was going, going about all of my learning and growing and programming over these last six months or so uh, was that you're going to want to actually touch a text editor, which we mentioned in, before, I think on Thursday. Uh, you're going to want to uh, know what JavaScript actually is because um, you're fairly limited in a, a CMS just right off the bat, especially if you know nothing about any of those things. Yeah, so that's one of the things I like about Jekyll is you use a real text editor, you use the command line a little bit, and you can write all your HTML, CSS, and JavaScript from scratch. I, I could rant for a long time about how I hate WordPress, but I'll, I don't think we'll do that. <laughs> yeah, WordPress is not always the most intuitive tool. I do like Squarespace. I'll just, I'll just have one rant real okay, quick. Okay, go ahead. So I, I finally got rid of my last WordPress site uh, just a couple weeks ago. But in the process, I was going to just update the themes, update the plugins, or update WordPress, do a backup, and then just hand it off to another developer. I updated one plugin, and it crashed the whole website. Like, Great. You go to the website, <laughs> and it's just nothing but like 20 PHP errors on the uh, page. <laughs> so that's one of the things I hate about it is with PHP and WordPress, any developer anywhere in the world can publish some plugin, and then they can make an update that breaks your whole site. Yeah, and it's just not compatible. Yeah. And 
So you have to be careful with plugins. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Just be really careful. I, I don't use a lot of plugins with our, the sites that we, we use it for. But, but yeah, that's, that's CMSs. I think uh, if, you, if you have friends that uh, are looking to do a startup, but they don't have the cash or the money to hire a full-time developer, then go out and use those tools. These are great tools, especially for, for startup-type yeah. companies. Great for getting started quick. Yeah. So next time, uh, next Tuesday, we're going to be talking about lions and bears and who would win in a fight, right? <laughs> uh, something like that. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, give us any feedback you've got, anything you want us to talk about, any guests that you want us to have. Be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes, and we'll see you next time.